0: This episode of the Porter Notes podcast is brought to you by Sheila Trego Baby BabyQuip. Leave the bulky baby gear at home. Traveling with a baby means packing a lot of stuff. Now, instead of lugging everything, you can rent clean and safe baby gear essentials at your destination and have them delivered to your door. Choose from cribs, car seats, strollers, toys, and so much more. If you are in the South Central Wisconsin area, go to babyquip.com backslash Sheila473. That's S-H-I-E-L-A 473. And Sheila Trago will be able to provide you with the baby gear you need. Go to babyquip.com backslash Sheila, S-H-I-E-L-A 473 to find out more. All right, let's get started. Hey everybody, this is Alex.
1: This is Lori.
0: And this is a very special episode of the Porter Notes podcast.
1: Yes, I don't even know fully what we're going to talk about. I mean, I know the big thing that we're going to talk about. Well,
0: that's pretty much all we're going to talk about. I'm hoping that we can just spend a little bit of time. It doesn't have to be a long episode. Just a little bit of time to thank everybody who checked in on us. Mm -hmm. and inquired about our well-being and to let you know some of the events over the last half a week Mm -hmm. here at our home in Southwest Florida. Some things that have affected us and some things that have affected more than us. Mm -hmm. So,
1: A lot more than us.
0: So for this episode, Lori has the facts.
1: I have some facts. I don't know. If this is as updated as I would like, one of the facts. Wait, wait, wait.
0: Before you start getting to the facts, let's talk about what led up to us and the hurricane.
1: So we were up in Wisconsin for mm-hmm. my niece's wedding, mm-hmm. which was beautiful, mm-hmm. and spending some time with the kids and grandkiddos. It was
0: not a long visit, so no. we didn't get to see anybody else.
1: No, we we were just up there a few days, and one of those days was the wedding. Mm-hmm. And then one of the days was a travel day, bringing my grandmother back with us mm-hmm. to spend some time with us down here. <laughs> and, well, she got to come back and experience our first hurricane and hers
0: when we left it was the 23rd of september which was a friday and we had heard that there was the possibility of at that time it was called tropical storm nine i believe
1: Right, when we flew up to Wisconsin. When we flew up
0: to Wisconsin and Minnesota, we heard it was Tropical Storm 9. We didn't know whether or not this was going to form into a hurricane. The one previous to that was, the biggest one that we had heard previous to that was Fiona, Mm -hmm. which had missed most of Florida and traveled up the east coast of the country. And so when we heard that, Tropical Storm 9 looked like it had the potential to scoot across the western end of Cuba and come up into the Gulf of Mexico, affecting southwest Florida, where we are. It was all conjecture at that point. They didn't have a lot of the facts, and there was a lot of possibilities as far as which way the storm was going to go.
1: We learned a lot of things. At least I learned a lot of things.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. I downloaded a hurricane tracker and some of the tracks that they they predict going different directions.
0: Sometimes called the spaghetti models.
1: You totally stole my word. Oh, my gosh.
0: Oh, my gosh. Yes.
1: I didn't know that they were called that. And I was like, what? Spaghetti? Mo- what? And then when I saw them on the actual tracker, it made sense.
0: I didn't know that's what you were leading I was.
1: To. So... We are learning, this is our first year, and we're learning about hurricanes as we go here. We, Alex and I, had a little booklet that was given out by one of the local news stations, Wink News, and it gave things that you should do to prepare. So we've talked about these things. I
0: never read the booklet
1: I read the booklet. I think I'm the only person that took it serious in this house.
0: I would agree with that. And um, yeah, I never read the booklet.
1: So I read the booklet. And when we left on Friday to go up to Wisconsin, I had said to your mother and sister who were dropping us off at the airport that they should go buy water that day. Yes. Bottled water. And I had already gotten some water that was at the house. We had
0: a large container of water, and they did pick up some bottles like the month previous.
1: I had also mentioned that they should go fill all the vehicles up with gas. Yes. And the one thing, though, that I didn't tell them to do that I wish I would have now is get cash out of the bank. We'll explain that later.
0: So we were dropped off at the airport on Friday, and we didn't know how severe the weather was going to get but we did ask for them to do some things to help prepare and as we were in Minnesota and then Wisconsin we were checking regularly and heard how things were progressing and it was starting to get real
1: dicey (laughs) and We still had in our mind that it was going to go north of Naples, and for the most part, it did. But we still received some pretty damaging wind and storm surge and flooding because of Hurricane Ian. Um, At this point, we knew that it was going to be a hurricane, and we believed that the track was going to go north of us, and like i said as it it did make landfall north of us but we still did get some of the craziness in the downtown part of naples
0: we flew back in on tuesday we were nervous that we were not going to be able to actually make it home because yeah. we we didn't know there were a lot of potential cancellations and we we monitored the we were watching the flights. airline status, mm-hmm. the, the flight status for easily twenty four hours before. But and
1: again, believing that it was going to go further north of us, we felt it was safe to come back with my grandmother. otherwise, we would never have put her in harm's way or ourselves.
0: It should have been an indicator to us that things were going to be pretty serious because the plane, first off, nobody wants to go to Florida when there's a potential hurricane. So the right. plane was not even half full.
1: And I think the people that were on the plane were all locals, mm-hmm. all Floridians, and they have gone through hurricanes in the past, and I think they were, too, kind of taking it with a, you know, nonchalant attitude, maybe.
0: Yeah, there was a bit of a cavalier attitude
1: mm-hmm.
0: among Many of the people, I remember overhearing, eavesdropping, I guess, on some Mm -hmm. conversations at the airport. And we landed and were picked up by my sister, and it was raining. Mm -hmm. It was slightly windy, but it didn't really seem like it was much worse than the average rainstorm in the area.
1: Right. And while we were gone, they had decided to put up the hurricane shutters. Yes. Yes. And we were not here for that, so we did not participate in that. So, of course, when we drove up, we're driving up to our home that felt like a prison (laughs) 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 because you couldn't see out the windows. And, you know, again, we weren't really sure where this hurricane was going to go.
0: No, and to backtrack for a second, we took uh, an American Airlines flight, and it was, as I would mentioned, half full. It was a great flight. Mm-hmm. They handled it well. The landing was perfect. Yeah. There was hardly any more turbulence than there would be, I would assume, in a normal flight. Right. At least my experience is such. Right. So they did great. And I remember landing thinking, well, I don't know why I was so nervous. I don't know what I was nervous about. But, of course, things hadn't really started to happen yet.
1: I think that, I don't know if it was to keep yourself from worrying or keep me from worrying, you kind of had a little bit of a nonchalant attitude yourself about this hurricane, where I have always been the one that's been reading more about hurricanes and trying to be more prepared for them.
0: Well, again, I I never even read the brochure.
1: (laughs) And so it's, it's funny because some of the people in our own home here in Florida, some took it more serious than others and some had a change of heart in their seriousness as they were here hearing and seeing other people prepping and the news and things like that so yes so when we landed and your sister picked us up we were starting to definitely get the feel that okay this is this is going to get real
0: I was grateful that our neighbors and our family had banded together and installed the storm shutters. Yes. At our home, at their homes, a number of homes in the neighborhood, and at the time that we pulled in, it was probably I think at the time I said somewhere around 45% of the homes that we passed in our community. And of course, we didn't drive the entire area, but what we had passed on the way in, about 45% we had seen had also shuttered up. And I really feel like before we get into the details of the storm and the effects it's had into the area, I would not hesitate to do that again. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think that I would hesitate to put the storm shutters up again, right. other than, you know, it does get a little claustrophobic when they're up. But they're the easy piece,
1: to install and they're easy to take down. The
0: peace of mind of having them in place mm-hmm. and knowing that, that that's one extra level of security.
1: Well, and one of the things that we had in some form of comfort is being that this was a new build the standards were much stronger than some of the buildings in the past when there were past hurricanes that had come through because they learned from those obviously so we had the hurricane impact windows and our home is built with cinder block on the lower half and then stick frame on the top Mm -hmm. but Again, having some extra level of hurricane preparedness, even though it is stick frame on the top. And we did not put the hurricane shutters on the upper floors as we were assured by our neighbor who talked to his insurance agent that we do have the most updated hurricane impact windows that we could have so he was confident that they could withstand the winds that we were expecting
0: we woke up the next morning just about as the top edge of the eye wall was level with the town of naples and with us now we are a considerable distance away from the actual gulf
1: we're 15 to 20 miles away from the gulf
0: correct but if you were to take a ruler from where we were at around nine o'clock in the morning eastern time the northern point of the eye wall as it was traveling almost due north along the southwest coast was directly across from us so it was at that point hitting our area now we were not getting the specific eye of the hurricane we were experiencing all of the wind and storm that was radiating off of the eye.
1: Which sometimes from what I've read can be pretty intense and it was. We could hear the wind howling between the shutters that were up and the actual frame of the home. And that was a, that was an eerie feeling. It, it was a it eerie was sound. It sounded, I described it as an elk, mm-hmm. an elk call. Anyway. As it um,
0: whistled through the house.
1: And, and also at that point, a lot of tornadoes can spin off from the storm, mm-hmm. which we were getting.
0: There was a tornado warning the night before. Right.
1: Yes. And we were getting updates. We had, we still had power. And, um, we also were watching the news pretty much nonstop.
0: I think the thing that really started to hit home for us—we subscribe to EarthCam, which has a number of different internet cameras or closed circuit cameras from around the world. And one of the places that it has is the Naples Pier, which and is
1: our beloved place that we fell in love with yes. with this with this city and and a huge well a huge place in our hearts as you know why we decided to move here not just because of the pier but the feeling that we got when we were on that pier
0: yes and we watched as first off we watched as people tried to make their way onto the pier to take photos of the waves which
1: were huge
0: were huge already was a stupid move because then uh, they had to dispatch police officers out there into the dangerous weather that right, they should not have been in, harm's in way, yes. right to to shoo the people off of the pier but we were able to watch until the Our internet went out <laughs> well it, first it was the pier's internet went out
1: yes that's right the camera went down at the pier
0: but we were able to see some of the waves as they crashed against the pier and
1: over the if 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 you look up pictures of the pier before Hurricane Ian, you'll know that halfway out the pier are two huts that one housed a little hot dog stand. Mm-hmm. And the other side, I don't know if that know was that just was storage. storage. Mm-hmm. I think that was And then there's a whole... Second half of a pier with a hut at the end.
0: Yes, which we could not see due I think
1: it to was gone already.
0: Well, we couldn't see it due to the fact that the waves were going over so strong, and also because of the rain and the wind, the visibility was was not very good. So uh, the camera was at the the land side of the pier, of course, mm-hmm. and it's considerable walk from there all the way out to mm-hmm. the end of the pier. So on a good day, of course, you could see that far on the camera but uh, you know this was obviously not a good day and we watched that and and that really started to to ground us in how strong this storm system was and it really started to become a real thing Mm -hmm. for us when we saw Mm -hmm. that and then the unknown when the camera went off we still had internet here at home and we were able to Look as best we could at uh, again. Wink News they were they were great and mm-hmm. CNN and a few other places which uh, were were in the area and trying to do reports uh, ground level reports. But the weather was so severe they weren't able to continue that. It was either. cutting
1: in and out and and eventually Earth cams all up and down the southwest coast of Florida were failing yes. because the wind. Some of them. I heard one of them actually stayed on even once it was submerged underwater and then eventually shorted out and, Mm. you know, no longer was functioning. And I think that was up near Fort Myers. So it's incredible when you're seeing things firsthand, real time.
0: Yes, It, it started in our area. At about 9 o'clock in the morning, Mm -hmm. at about 2.30 in the afternoon, we lost internet here. So we had no idea what was happening. Other than we did know prior to that how slow it was moving.
1: It was very slow.
0: And it was was painfully slow because we knew that where it was at it was alongside some amazing communities and mm-hmm. it was just battering them mercilessly it
1: was it was moving at 9 miles per hour which is very very slow and the winds were reaching 155 miles per hour and tornadoes spinning off from that the rain the the surge of the sea coming up and just having that happen for hours and hours and hours it was painful to not know and also painful to know because you knew based on what we had already seen on that earth cam it was bad
0: we had five hours at that point of communication with friends and family and and people who know us and care about us and at that point though communications were down for us We could not uh, get word out. We could not get word back in. Uh, Thankfully, we had a good old-fashioned radio.
1: And we never lost power, electricity power.
0: No, it flickered a few times. But fortunately for us... We never we never lost power.
1: That was one of the things, too, that I forgot to mention earlier when we were saying how things were improved from the last hurricanes. They have buried all the power lines out by us. Yes. So they're underground. So there's a less chance for us to lose power because of that. Mm-hmm. We're further into the city closer to the coast. Everything's above ground and they still are without power. Yes. Sadly. Yes. So, as we're
0: recording this now, which right. is Sunday, the 2nd of October. Right.
1: So, so we never lost power, which we're so grateful and thankful for because having, you know, obviously my grandmother was here and your parents live with us, not the idea of not having air conditioning or have the refrigerator working would be pretty hard to deal with.
0: It would be a challenge. There's no doubt about that.
1: And I say that, saying that I feel awful, because there are people still without power. There are people without even a home to have power.
0: Well, let's get to that. In as, a moment. <laughs> as we, well, even now, let's get to that, because as the day went on into the evening, and we we were able to squeak out a message here and there, based on connection to cellular towers in the area which again was spotty we could not make calls or sometimes we could make calls we could not send out messages though sometimes we would get messages and the messages would be are you okay are you okay how's things going we couldn't respond and and after oh gosh maybe about uh four hours or so i was able to get Something small out on Facebook, and then we were able to send text messages to kids and and family members and and, and ask they were
1: them great about updating people on their Facebook pages to let people know that we were okay and that we just didn't have it was spotty coverage. So. Right,
0: right, and and that's that's really important when you don't have the ability to get out yourself, but you are able to actually ask somebody else to post something on social media on your behalf I mean I've mentioned before in the previous interview that I had with Jim Miller I mentioned that one of the major benefits to social media is the opportunity to connect with people I mean maybe you don't necessarily want to see pictures of their cat or maybe you don't want to have arguments with them about politics but in moments like this when you are able to get out a message to a mass group of friends and family that is a real benefit. So we were able to connect with a number of people and have them post uh, so that multiple facets of our family and, and friends could at least see something that related to us and let people know that we were okay. It, it, and, and as things started to recover and we started to hear on the radio first before we had internet, and then later, once the Internet was restored, we were able to see with our own eyes on television the news that we were hearing, the devastation that had transpired during the time that the hurricane passed and then made landfall. It was unbelievable to us. It's still unbelievable. Mm-hmm because we're still, every day, we're 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 learning new things. We're seeing new images. We're hearing new stories, and it's still unbelievable.
1: And we haven't made the trek in to see any of the damage. One, I, I can't, my heart is just too heavy and sad, and I, I just, I don't want to see it. I, I don't want to believe that it happened. But also, we're staying out of the way of people who are, there to rescue others, to get the electricity going again, to clean up, to whatever needs to happen. And I just don't know that my heart can take seeing some of the our favorite places not be there anymore.
0: Yeah, we definitely don't need to be in the way of any of the emergency response crews who are restoring power and water and clearing ways for people to get to their homes well there's
1: search and rescue still happening yes and it's just so sad and you know we're sitting here you know crying over places that we loved and you know those will be able to be built again but there are family members out there there are friends and you know fathers and mothers and grandparents and children that are missing and Oh, my gosh, my heart just is sick for them.
0: There were a number of businesses affected, and these are places that employ locals. Right. They're owned by locals. Mm -hmm. Some of them will probably never be able to open their doors again, and that has long-lasting effects. There are homes, of course, there are homes for people who spend their winters down here, but then there are homes for people who live here full-time that are completely gone. There's no trace that there was ever a building there. There's no trace that there was ever somebody's possessions. There was ever somebody's life there. It's It's gone. This goes all along from Marco Island, and I'm speaking specifically of Florida here because, as you know, it did hit Cuba and elsewhere on the mm-hmm. way here. But from Marco Island, which is very, very south, almost the furthest southwest you could get here. It's a barrier island. All the way along the coast through Naples, through Bonita Springs, through Fort Myers Beach and Fort Myers, Cape Coral, and onwards, upwards towards Tampa. Mm-hmm. The community of Fort Myers Beach, which is a barrier island that has a mix of homes and residences and condominiums and rentals and hotels and resorts and businesses. businesses mm-hmm has been completely decimated.
1: It's so sad. It's it's so hard to look at.
0: Many people are saying that there's no way that they can return. They don't have the heart to rebuild or the resources to rebuild. And it is a a shame. Not as specifically somebody who enjoyed the trappings of that tourist area, which we did, Mm -hmm. but also on a human level when you think about how many people have been affected by this act of nature
1: well in our short time here we have we have also made friends that live in a lot of those areas yes and one of our close friends does not have a home to go back to no and is hopefully going to be able to recover some things but Not even sure that they can yet. We also have family out on Pine Island we didn't even mention. I mean, Pine Island and Sanibel, you can't even get to and from it now. The roads are completely impassable. They're in the water. They're broken in pieces and in the water. Yes. And there are people out on those islands and they need help.
0: The you know, wonderful little fishing village of Mat Oh, it's
1: devastating. And one of our favorite places, Burt's, where we and always loved to listen to Skip. He, Skip, if you listen to this, you got me through COVID, and I hope that you will be able to get your steel drum back out and have that hope restored within yourself and for the people of Matt Lachey and all throughout Florida.
0: Yes, Absolutely. Absolutely. So. It is a shame. And and Burt's was, uh, the building was over 100 years old.
1: Yes, I read that. So mm-hmm. All that's left is the pylons.
0: Within the last 100 years, there was never any expectation of anything like this to happen. Right. Which means, well, you, you... Uh, it, it, it's an important thing to note, the fact that, yes, hurricanes do happen in this area. Yes, this devastation does occur. However, the way... The climate has changed for this area has shown that there will be stronger and Mm -hmm. more frequent storms like Mm -hmm. this. So maybe there were areas that weren't underwater before and are underwater now. And as we all know, the ocean temperatures are rising. This is scientifically proven. This is something that a 100 years ago when something was built, built sturdy, built to last they had no expectation like this was ever going to happen
1: right just the waves the size of the waves and the storm surge I read there was a 12 foot storm surge Mm -hmm. that's crazy that's that's I, I don't even know you know how to describe that that's massive
0: so this is a good opportunity for you now to maybe bring out some of those uh hurricane facts
1: I'm looking at this, and I don't even know how updated this is, but Hurricane Ian was a large, deadly, destructive Category 4 Atlantic hurricane. And as we had talked earlier, it had only moved at 9 miles per hour. And I believe um, I read that the eye was 30 miles wide. This was a very large, destructive hurricane. The wind speeds were 155 miles per hour, and I had read somewhere that that was just two miles short of a Category 5. Category 5 is the biggest, worst kind. So we were two miles per hour short of that. And there was 12 inches of rain during this whole event, not to mention the storm surge and the waves that came crashing onto the beach and the coastline. And again, I had said the flooding depth had gone up to 12 feet in some areas. They have buildings destroyed. They don't even, this number's not right. They have at least five. It's it's way, way beyond that. I mean, we've mentioned several in this conversation and mm-hmm. there's so, so many more. Um, deaths, I... I don't I don't even know that they have a number for that yet. It's not a good number.
0: Well, then Ian is still going.
1: Yes, that I looked it up today. It's <laughs> now considered a tropical cyclone and it's all the way up by Washington D.C. and and headed towards New York. I this storm is just the storm that will never end. It's it's crazy. It's it's going down in history as one of the worst, unfortunately right now the number that they're showing for displaced people is 40,600. I believe that that's a higher number. I, I think that these numbers that I'm sharing are are maybe days old and, and are not correct or current. But I mean, think about that. Just that, even if that's not the most current,
0: mm-hmm. 40,000 people. Mm-hmm.
1: That's a lot of people yes needing to find a place to stay our friend is one of them yes thankfully he did find a place to stay and hopefully he's able to he and his wife are able to salvage some things from their home that they had on fort myers beach Mm -hmm. um your cousin had a condo on pine island we're not even sure we we don't even know because she can't get there
0: there's some there's some resources out there uh There are some satellite photography. There's some satellite photography. There's some drone photography that's out there. Uh, Some of that shows areas that have been touched, some areas that have not been touched. Of course, you're really not going to know until you're able to get there and see for yourself, of course.
1: And then, of course, you know, the other piece of information here that we haven't even mentioned is we're talking mostly about the southwest Florida side. First, it hit Cuba. Mm -hmm. The western side of Cuba came up and hit the southwest Florida side, went across the state into the Atlantic and gained some more strength and hit South Carolina. And I believe it was a Category 1 when it hit South Carolina. Still a major storm and has now turned into because it's been on land here for a little bit has now turned into a tropical storm cyclone. So it's still going and it's still causing destruction and it's just, it's incredible. I mean, it went from one tip of our state to the other. So it started at Southwest Florida with Marco Island and ended up going kind of diagonal up the state and hit Jacksonville, which is that upper eastern city at the border there in, of Florida. So it it hit almost the entire state.
0: It's pretty incredible.
1: It is. I, I was correct that a Category 5 is 157 miles per hour. So as I said, the winds were measured at 155, two miles per hour short of a Category 5. So... It's it's incredible when you think about it.
0: Mm-hmm. It's been an amazing experience. We are now at the point where we're hoping to start seeing some rebuild, some...
1: Well, we're at that point. The state is not. Well, this They're is true. still search rescue is and this clean true up. they're still assessing they're yeah. still assessing they're and that's
0: that's that's the important thing i mean i guess what i mean to say is that our our heart is into hoping folks are able to rebuild we're, we're hoping that that folks are able to have enough of the pieces to pick them up and make something happen for themselves mm-hmm. we're hoping that uh, people in the area are going to be gracious and understanding and empathetic towards those who are really going to need help there's a lot of them out there Mm
1: -hmm. there's another friend i was just thinking um there's another friend of a friend who her house was hit with i think she had two to three feet of water in her home and she had an older home here in florida and she she's she's was cleaning up and she says, I'm going, I'm moving, I'm moving to France. (laughs) So, I mean, we laugh about that, but she just doesn't have it in her to, you know, rebuild that. And wants to just...
0: And she's not alone.
1: No. And, yes, Florida will rebuild. They're saying they're going to rebuild the Naples Pier, but it's going to take a long time. And... You know, those of us that loved certain landmarks like that one, it, it can't happen soon enough. But yet we have to allow for people to go through and do the assessments and, mm-hmm. you know, clean up. I mean, I we were just talking about it last night. One of our favorite places was Burt's Bar, as mm-hmm. we mentioned, that was in Matt Lachey and it's gone. I mean, it is, everything is gone. It is down to the pylons in the water. So where did all that go? Where did the refrigerators and the freezers and the deep fryers and the ovens and, you know, those are just some of the things in a kitchen, you know, but then you've got planking and flooring and roofing and all the artwork and tables and chairs and, so many things and boats and cars and things like that in the water which also then there's oil and gas and all kinds of toxic things that are in the water Mm -hmm. how do you even begin to clean all of that up where does all that go once you do pull it out of the water i'm assuming that's what they do i don't know this is our first go around with this right but i'm assuming that's what they do and None of that is salvageable after it's been sitting in salt water. You, It's not like you're going to be able to wipe it off and use it again. Right. So you have all this massive amounts of garbage and cleanup just to clean the water from the gasoline and the oil. It's just, I can't, I can't even imagine. I know that they have companies that come in that know how to do this sort of thing, but I I have no idea where they even start. I mean, just think about the asphalt that paved those roads that are collapsed, that are mm-hmm. now in the water. Mm-hmm. Does that just stay there? I don't, I, it's just, a, it is so incredible. And when we heard that the causeway to Sanibel had collapsed in multiple places, it was just devastating to hear mm-hmm. that. I mean, mm-hmm. and I don't even live on that island. But I enjoyed going to that island, and right now we can't do that. We mm-hmm. don't. We can't just say, "Oh, we're going to go to Sanibel this weekend." We can't do that.
0: Well, there are people who are still on that island. I know, and have no way to get off.
1: Right, and they're going to need food and water and
0: mm-hmm. groceries, and mm-hmm.
1: oh, it's just—it's amazing. I, and I guess, you know, things like this have happened that we have witnessed on TV, and and. Equally, you know, devastating and and would tug at my heart. But I guess this is a little bit harder for me this time around because we're so much closer. And we now are here knowing people that this affected firsthand. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've always been this empathetic, empath person. But, man, being here and seeing it firsthand does truly make you realize how lucky you are that you have a home with electricity and you know there's a few inconveniences in our life Mm -hmm. that I you're not going to hear me complain about Right, right, the gas lines to right. to get gas at the gas station, and then find out that they're out of gas. Right, you know. Or today we tried to go to the ATM to get cash. We can't because the ATM has no cash in it. Right, because
0: <laughs> you know? nobody is able to take anything other than cash.
1: Yeah, we can't pay anything with a credit card right now because they don't have internet or right. power, and it's like, okay, this is an inconvenience, but it's such a minor baby little thing you mm-hmm. know
0: compared to people who have yes. to start over
1: yeah well and i even said the other day one of the places docks beach house it is gone it's gone so all these people that worked there don't have a job and one of them that we know that not only does she not have a job her home is gone as well mm-hmm. and you know wh- wh- how do they start where do they start Right. You know, I right. can't even imagine how their brains are spinning in their heads. But one of the things that I had said to you, and it's a silly thing, but you only could pay cash there. And they had an ATM in their building. Mm-hmm. Where is that ATM right now? <laughs> <laughs> Where is that machine? And is it full of cash? Where is it? It's is swept it in the out bottom? To see. Right. And it's like, I, I think about those things, you know, as I'm starting to fall asleep or I'm starting to wake up, and it's like, oh, and this and it's silly you know it's it's silly and we're laughing about it but honestly there's so many levels and so many layers that you don't even think about until it pops in your head and then it's like oh now we got to think about how to retrieve that
0: somebody that i know from the area from cape coral actually had said that what they don't need is they don't need thoughts and prayers they also don't they personally don't need money what they need actually is warmth they need love they need to know that that they are fortunate to be on the other side of it they need to know that they are safe they need to know that people care about them and that people love them and if you know you listeners out there know anybody in the area and you haven't been able to get a hold of them, or you thought you would wait to get a hold of them, do it, because people have gone through a very stressful situation, and it's going to affect them for a very, very long time. So don't hesitate to reach out. Maybe you can't be here physically. Maybe you can't even send anything. Maybe you can't give. It's okay. Giving of yourself, though, and your time and just lending an ear so that they have somebody who can listen to their story is just as important. Mm
1: -hmm. Well, and, you know, part of our story as well, we say that the hurricane has not really affected us, that that we've seen it affect other people in a really incredible, not positive, incredible way. But we have been affected as well. I haven't worked for over a week because the place that I work doesn't have power. Right. I don't know if I'm going to work again this week. Right. And we're doing okay with that, but how long does that linger? Right. You know, how long can we go without that pay? You know, so, th- mm-hmm. so it does affect, it. there is a widespread effect. Even if your home was not affected, even if you had no damage or minimal damage or you have some tiny little inconveniences that's a little bit more you know inconvenient because you got to be able to make money to keep things you know so there are some there are some concerns you know there, there's little concerns for people such as ourselves and there's huge concerns for people that like I said, are totally displaced
0: well and people who have lived through it seeing the damage firsthand living through that harrowing experience and then seeing it again and again and again on social media and mm-hmm. on the news it's 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 a very traumatic situation for a right. lot of people so patience right. patience is definitely uh absolutely caring know, important thing
1: empathy kindness
0: mm-hmm.
1: yes because it's it affects people in, in a psychological way that no one truly can understand each individual person's way that they're going to get through it.
0: And as we had mentioned, you know, moving forward and the path towards moving forward and however long that's going to take and whatever those steps are going to be. Uh, Know that if you're out there outside of our area and you're in the Midwest or anywhere else in the country or if you're outside of the country, anywhere else in the world, know that even though you don't hear about it the way that you did as the storm was affecting the area, there are still needs here. I think that for me, the Red Cross is one of the best resources. If you want to, if you feel like you want to be able to give something, that's definitely a group that is on the ground in the area, distributing water, distributing cleaning materials, helping people, tearing down things, hazardous things, things that are precariously dangling over people's heads. They're getting people blankets, they're, they're helping to make food for people. There are a number of, of businesses around here that are working actually in tandem to provide for the people who need it here. So you can do your research. I am a wholehearted believer in in the Red Cross. If you want to go ahead and and donate to them or figure out some way that you can contact them and, and see what it is they need and how you can help, there'll be a link in the show description for you to be able to follow that and do that sort of thing. I would say if there's somebody that you know on a personal level that needs help, do not hesitate to reach out and give to them. There's uh, the St. Vincent de Paul that's down here. There's also St. Matthew's House, which is a charitable organization as well. And uh, the Guadalupe, uh, I guess it's called the Guadalupe Resale Store. I'm sure that they are able to give to people who are displaced or need help as well as what they normally do and where their nor you know, where their donations normally go. So make sure that you're doing your research to find these places that could help because there are people not only needing money, not only needing food, but also needing clothing, needing shoes, needing a couch, needing a bed, needing a blanket, needing pillows, needing dishes and light bulbs and things of that nature. So
1: We went into Goodwill today and I saw Two different families with carts full of blankets and pillows and bedding and clothing and I'm pretty sure I know what they're using them for and it just pulls on my heartstrings you know because I'm I'm assuming that these are people that are in need at this moment and also I want to say this carefully I try not to read comments on social media. We've made a point to try and stay away from those negative type things. Negative energy, negative vibes. And unfortunately, sometimes they sneak through and I saw a really awful negative comment about who deserves help from FEMA or any of these organizations that Alex mentioned. And I'm going to say a very bold statement that not everybody is going to like, but every single human being deserves help. I don't care if they're here legally or not. If they are here and they have been displaced and they are hungry and they are cold, they get help.
0: I agree. I agree. I agree. We're going to wrap this up here. I wish that I could give silver lining stories to this. And, and as I mentioned earlier, they're going to start developing. You, you just need to be uh, open to that. Uh, right now, everybody is just reeling from what has happened and everybody is starting to to pick up the pieces and figure out how they can build back. As things progress and as Hurricane Ian becomes a memory, And we start to hear more stories and more of the heartwarming stories about how people are able to overcome this obstacle. We just have to remember that all of these stories emanate from real people, real situation, real, unbelievable, uncontrollable situation. Mm
1: -hmm. I want to say something really quick. I thank you for listening to us. I think part of us doing this podcast today, tonight, while we're sitting in our closet gator watch studios
0: yeah it's a studio it's 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 a it's a Studio studio
1: slash closet i just want to say thank you if you're listening or sharing this this is therapy for us yes we're needing to work through this ourselves and again i am in no way trying to say that we've had it rough because we have not but being that we both care so much about the people that we know firsthand and we love this state already in the short mm-hmm. time that we've been here it's been hard this week yes to get through i had a we celebrated if you want to call that <laughs> you know <laughs> um, my birthday happened right after this whole hurricane and It was a weird day. I I didn't feel like it was okay to celebrate a birthday or anything, really. I mean, yes, we obviously celebrated the fact that we're here and alive and we did not receive any damage. But it just seemed so insignificant to celebrate a birthday in the middle of all this.
0: Well, you, you raise a good point. And something that I would like to wrap this up with, because the recording battery is getting low, too. Yes. Um, There are a number of places that are still in business. There are a number of places who have cleaned up already. There are a number of places that are open. And as the tourist season is going to begin here very soon, if you had plans to come to Southwest Florida, still come. There are still things here. There are still places here that you can come. There are still a number of things that you can do that you can experience. And maybe if you're a missionary type, you can roll up your sleeves and help out too. But there are still places here who need you, need us, Mm -hmm. need everybody here. And there are still people who live here who need it more than ever. So maybe, you know... Be uh,
1: patient, though. Yes, of course.
0: Of course. But the point that I'm getting at is... Don't assume that the entire area is completely devastated and that there's nothing to come down here to, because that's not true. There are places for you to come to. And by the time that you would come down here, some places will be back to some semblance of normalcy. they'll need that
1: business. They will need Mm -hmm. your
0: business. They will need for you to come here. And if you even considered coming to Southwest Florida in the past, it's still a good, beautiful place with good people and worth it to take the time to come and to spend Sometime in the beautiful weather, mm-hmm. huh. hurricane aside,
1: mm-hmm. it um, has been beautiful. The it past has been beautiful days. since, <laughs> and
0: well, now we're getting into the cooler temperatures. And thank goodness amazing. for the people
1: who don't have power; they're getting some relief with the cooler
0: temperature. Right. So, don't don't cross it off your list unless you do it. Don't assume that there's nothing here anymore. There is, and there are people here who need you the same way that they had every year. Mm-hmm. So, make it a point to come, and maybe you know. Share your good fortune with everybody else as best you can on your vacation or on your time away or to help or something. There's 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 a lot for you. So please come as you had before or as you would in the future. And it's needed now probably more than ever.
1: Mm -hmm. And like I said, just be patient. Be patient with everyone. It's high stress right now and you don't know anybody's story and if someone is wanting to share their story with you, listen, mostly just listen.
0: So with that, then we're going to sign off here. We'll have another regular sized episode of the podcast coming up soon. But uh, we are also trying to regain some semblance of sure. normalcy here. Yes. Thank so. you
1: for allowing us to do that.
0: Absolutely. Thank you all for listening. Contact us in any way that you can. Emails, texts, those of you who have our numbers, uh, contact thank us through you. the podcast.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you again for my birthday wishes. I did appreciate <laughs> them. And also thank you for checking in on us. It really, really, truly meant a lot to know that how many people were thinking about us and yes. caring about us
0: yes I, I I shouldn't I shouldn't push that off I shouldn't push that off and it, it's only because I'm' I'm really trying to think of others more than us, but yes, right. it was heartwarming to know that Absolutely. people cared about us. I heard from a number of people I hadn't heard from in a long right. time, and that was uh, that was a beautiful thing. Yes. And, of course, family. Uh, everybody here is fine. My parents are fine. Everybody is good. My Your grandma's, grandma's fine. fine. My sister is fine. Our neighbors across the street, those of you who know us personally know that they are as close as family to us, and they are okay. We are fine. We and are our fine. our new yeah.
1: friends and family that we have met down yes. here. Yes,
0: yes, the band. Everybody. everybody Everybody is is doing as, as well as can be yes so with that then we are going to sign off yes we will talk to you again soon so uh until next time this is alex
1: this is Lori. we love you love you